Hello, and welcome to the Inclusive Activism Podcast. I am your host, Rowdy Duncan, and it has been a minute, hasn't it? Um, I have never taken a break as long as I have taken in the last couple months in this podcast before, but I tell you what, I needed it. I really, really needed it. I think I did a podcast right before I went to Anytown, which was in early June, and I didn't, you haven't heard from me since. I've been doing stuff. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I was talking with my partner, and I was talking to some of the folks that have messaged me since I've taken a little hiatus. And they said, you know, like, maybe a a chance for you to take a break is a chance for you to find other folks, other things. Like, those, those different parts of the world are, like, maybe hear from different speakers, different folks. And that gives you an opportunity to synthesize or think about things in a little bit of a different way. So... Um, with that being said, like I think I'm going to change how I podcast and kind of what I do and how I go about this because I'm finding myself, I mean, busy. Like We're all busy. Of course we're busy. Um, but my partner and I are in the process of really reforming our house right now, and we're reforming our house because we want to hope, or the hope is we want to foster to adopt children. And so we want to begin classes on fostering to adopt probably around May 22, something around that time frame. That process takes like a year, maybe a year and a half. And then pretty much after that, we're going to be in the process of looking at having kids. And so with that, I need to figure out a way to manage my workload because um, I've been doing a lot of work. I've been working with uh, two, three different companies over the course of the summer. Uh, I taught summer classes. I did try to stay away from things as much as possible in July. But even with that, I was going to the, like I went to the East Coast to do a training uh, last month. I, this month, I went to another training in Tampa, uh, working with a couple different companies, doing a couple different things, and it frankly kind of takes it out of me. I went to any town in June. That's a whole week, and so. I need to find a way to lighten or lessen my load, and that doesn't mean I want to eschew you. I've been actually really proud of the fact that I've been able to kind of keep this podcast going. Like, I kind of kept the podcast rolling and rocking, like, all throughout the Trump presidency, which was kind of good, but I also think it took a little bit out of me. Like, everything takes its pint of blood and its pound of flesh, and I think the past couple years have definitely asked for that pint of blood and that pound of flesh. And so here's kind of the plan of what we're looking to do. From here on out, the goal is to podcast once a month. And I think I'm going to incorporate summer breaks into kind of what I do and how I do it. So with that, don't necessarily think the Inclusive Activism Podcast is going to leave you, friends. Far from it. If you actually look through our catalog, we have podcasts on podcasts on podcasts on podcasts that you can listen to with different amazing thoughts and ideas, stuff that can help you learn, stuff that can help you grow. And so the content's there. The value is there. What I am doing is I am finding a way to rest a little bit more. I'm finding a way to rehabilitate myself a little bit more, take care of myself a little bit more. And that's kind of what this is about. And so with that, it's not like I don't have a podcast for you today. I do have a podcast for you today. However, I'm going to keep that podcast a little bit more on the abbreviated side. Although 
you know, abbreviated. Who who can tell? Like, I start off on a podcast, and sometimes I get ranting and going and get excited about stuff. And then, uh, you know, maybe it's not like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe it's a lot longer than that. So today, one of the, I was having some thoughts around the ideas of labels. So generally speaking, when we're talking about labels, for the most part, we see labels as bad, right? So don't label me this. Don't label me that. Uh, and I do think a label can limit the identity of a person. Um, however, a label isn't necessarily bad either because a label is also a big part of who you are. A label is a slice or a piece or a part of your identity, right? So when we look at the lens of gender uh, and we're going to talk about biological sex, I uh, happen, I was characterized by my doctor as male and then I... And within my gender identity, I also feel as though I am male. And so, and then, um, so gender identity, biological sex, male. And then I also express my, um, my expression of my gender is masculine. Like I enjoy masculinity. Like I'm trying to avoid my toxic masculinity. I'm trying to do more affirming positive masculinity as I navigate the world. But that's the goal, right? That's what I'm hoping to do. That's what I'm hoping to achieve. And so a label is a slice of me, right? I'm also, let's see, I'm middle-aged. There's a lot of like little pieces and parts that come together to make me a me. And so sometimes, and in some ways, if you take away my label and or you act as though my label doesn't exist, right? Because you want to be colorblind or treat me as though like, oh, you know, I don't see difference. Well, if you don't see difference, sometimes I wonder or worry that the concern that you might have is that difference is bad. And my difference is not bad. My difference is beautiful. My difference is part of what makes me a me. And I love that my difference makes me a me just as, just in the same way. I'd love that your difference makes you a you. So difference is one of those things that I think we need to trumpet, herald, be a bigger fan of, be a bigger supporter of, uh, really back each other up on being parts of our identity too. Now here's the downfall, I believe, of labels is I think like sometimes when we think or look at a label, we make every person's entire identity that label and what we think that label should be. So for example, like if I think about the label of a gay male, right? There's probably a lot of stereotypes that could or could possibly come up. So you might think like uh, wolf, bear, otter, twink, like a lot of different like labels of like how this person could express their sense of uh, gay maleness within a label. But even that label, though, it gives you a better sense of how this identity is performed, what that looks like maybe how this person feels comfortable navigating and existing in the world. It doesn't necessarily tell us all about the person, right? And I was thinking about this because I've been doing a lot of thinking about indigeneity. I've been really, really loving indigeneity and the concept of indigeneity and really taking some time and to dig into the concept of indigeneity and like, who were we when we were, when we were a tribal people and how did we interact or be with one another when we were being tribal people. And so I was thinking about it and like, I don't know why, but the name that I came up when I was like ideating around this concept was I was thinking that there was somebody in our tribe named Steve, right? And so with Steve, we would see Steve as as Steve first because we've kind of always known Steve and Steve was 
all like has just been an omnipresent constant person in our life right so when we thought about steve like we would see steve as steve first all the rich complexity that makes a steve a steve but we would we like say steve's a gay male right I think in within the lens of how we would look at him through an indigenous lens, we would be like, there's Steve. Steve happens to like men. Like, I don't even know that we would worry about otter, twink, whatever stuff, right? Because, like, we'd be so concerned with Steve and his inherent unique Steve-ness, we wouldn't worry so much about the label. Now, we wouldn't diminish the label or take away the label or act as if the label was no good or bad or problematic. Because it's not, right? It's just kind of part of who Steve is. But we would see the person as the unique individual first and just be accepting and validating of the fact that Steve is a person who happens to like have a romantic and sexual orientation towards men. But it also probably wouldn't be threatening or scary in the same way, right? Because like, I think the idea of a thing or an idea of a person that isn't deep or as rich or as complex as a human can be probably is threatening in a way that human beings who happen to be expressing a label that belongs to them, human first, would be, right? And so uh, when you think about like a trans person, right? Like, I think probably like in some right wingers heads or some like people who've never been around trans folks that could be maybe a threatening thought or idea but it's i think what's happening is they're just thinking about like this person and their transness only and because they're so focused on that one slice of that identity and they're trying to know that identity and how everybody who has that identity is the same with the identity they don't allow for the opportunity for the person to be the full human first Right, Because I don't know in the same way that we might perhaps be afraid of the human behind a label in the same way that we're worried about the label that a human potentially has. So I'm going to drop that on you again because I think that was one of those like salient moments that I think needs unpacking a little bit thinking. So... I think it's easy to be afraid of a label, right? Like, I think when I think of the, like, we talked about this in the podcast before, the label thug, which is racially charged, right? Google thug right now, and you're going to see more people of color than anybody else. And those people of color are probably going to be black people, right? So when you think of thug, like, there's a certain representation or image of what this thug might look like, but they're probably going to be black. And they're probably, you know, they may have tattoos, they may have jewelry, whatever. Again, this is like what society has uploaded an image and thought and idea of what a thug might look like on Google. So this is not my words. Just go Google that stuff and look and see what it looks like for yourself. Um, So like when you see those things and you have all those connections and connotations to the word thug and they see our, our... represented that way and then right too in movies and tv shows we might see uh the thug as a bad guy we might see the thug as like threatening or scary um but what's hard is that that thug image whoever's projecting this image also still is a human being and 
human beings are, especially if you approach people like human beings, in my experience, and again, I'm a man, I'm a masculine man, I'm strong, I'm buff, whatever. Um, so I probably don't have to worry about threats in the same way that folks that are not me might have to concern themselves with. Um, but I find if we can approach people more curious about the full human they are and less like the label we perceive them to be, those connections go a lot better. Those opportunities to see the human behind the label are improved. And I can give you a great example about how this worked and why this is so important. Uh, because when I was younger, I wanted to, I always like, I was really scared of asking women out. Like well, one, because I thought if I'm, like, I asked a girl out and she rejected me, that meant all women hated me rather than that particular girl right now doesn't want to date me right now which is a really problematic thought, right? What a weirdo. Um, but then too, like I got so worked up and thinking about, oh, this is a girl, this is a girl, this is a girl, this is a potential girlfriend, this is a potential like romantic partner. Like I got so excited about this label of girl. I completely forgot that girls and women and females are first human beings, right? Because I was like, well, what do you say to a girl? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you probably say, hello. You probably be like, how's it going? You you probably go for connection. But I was so focused on like trying to make a good first impression or like showing myself to be a potential romantic partner and not wanting to get rejected immediately as a potential romantic partner. I just was a weirdo because I couldn't just approach this person with the label of woman, female, girl at the time like a human being. It's funny because I've, I teach communication and in my classes, somebody came up to me and they were like, you know, I want to know how to talk to girls. And I was like, well, if you want to know how to talk to girls, just learn how to talk to humans. Cause I understand it as I understand it. Humans happen something like half the, like not half the humans, but like roughly half of humans. Like if we go statistically happen to be women. Right. And again, I'm not disallowing for the fact that folks are intergender or gender fluid or express their gender differently. But, um, I think like numbers wise, like when it comes to like who identifies as what, I think the majority of humans at this point still, until we get a little bit more nuanced into like really understanding how to be free of the shackles of gender and role expectation. I think most people still tend to fall into male or female boy, girl, man, woman, things of that nature. Right. But again, the point being, like, is I got so concerned with seeing this label of this person that I was trying to treat this individual human like a monolith of, like, something that was bigger or fuller or more complex or difficult than perhaps, like, Tanya was, right? Like, if I was just, like, going to come up and be like, hey, Tanya, how's it going? What's going on? I give myself an opportunity to interact with a human being and like I interact with human beings all day long and when I don't make it such a like big weird deal it's actually not that awkward. Most of the awkward was stuff that was only living in my head that I made real because I acted like this was some big scary bananas thing that I didn't know how to approach or do anything with. And so again like how do we find a way to see the human behind the label? How can we not just call someone a homeless person, but rather like be curious about this human who happens to be experiencing homelessness 
or like with my students I'm like I have some students and my students have um, they're people with disabilities right and so how do I see my student as the human they happen to be first rather than an autistic student right like if I make them just an autistic student or just someone that has learning disabilities all I see is the label that's been put in front of me. And if I just attempt to address them or connect with them as the label, I'm going to miss the person behind the thing. And so finding a way to be cognizant of that or being curious, like it's funny because I think people are curious to learn more about one another. And so people want to know what people's racial backgrounds are, or people want to know what's their family's country of origin. But it's hard because they focus in on maybe a key part of difference that they see this person as. And perhaps in the world, this person is always being interrogated about this difference first, rather than somebody just being purely curious about who is Denise. Because Denise has got a lot of pieces and parts to her, right? If you're fascinated with the whole being of Denise, not just, you know, are you like Hispanic and black mixed, you know, and like, did your family immigrate from Central America or something like that, right? Like, they get so focused on the one, like, label difference that they miss the difference of the whole human that they could be genuinely curious about and attempt to connect to. But that's where we start pe- treating people more like it's our labels of ideas that we expect them to be rather than the full and complex humans that they happen to manifest as. So, with that, My challenge to you is how can you validate labels, right? So look and see a label and understand that a person may have a label and the label isn't necessarily a bad thing. It is just part of who they are. But then also find a way to be curious about the human behind the label. How can we get to a space and place where we want to know about Jameson or Tyrone and learn more about who this person is? like about all parts of their identity, about all parts of their background. If they do have a label or a difference that's part of them that's marginalized, like we want to seek to validate that, show that we think this part of them is important and valuable and that um, they're not just this thing, but the fact that they are this thing is something that's a good thing as in addition to the rest of the whole human that they happen to be, right? It gives us that opportunity to see and connect with the human beyond the label which is a wonderful idea. And I think it's one of those things that can make us happier people. So first off, quick review of what we talked about today. First off, the podcast is changing. We're going to do it probably about once a month. And so we're going to see kind of how this this rolls out and what it looks like in the coming weeks. But I will have something for you in September, October, November, December. Um, I don't know what May will look like, but we'll we'll jump over that bridge when we get there. Uh, next thing that I talked about was looking at labels, right? Like a lot of people tend to think labels are a bad thing. There are things that separate us. And I don't know that that's true. I think some of that is because we've been socialized to think is difference as bad. And difference is not bad. It's just simply different. What can we do to look at and truly validate that difference rather than minimize or marginalize that difference is kind of our goal or our call and being inclusive activists. And with that, I think the goal is how can we find the whole human that happens to have a particular label and treat them not like the label that we're seeing or curious about or whatever about and be more curious about the human that happens to have that label and that experience of their life. 
How can we learn more about people? How can we be more curious with the full individual? Because I think part of the reason we got so along so well in tribal societies is we were our individual person first. And labels, though important parts of who we are, and a piece of someone that you'd want to see and acknowledge as valuable and important, weren't diminished or seen as less than. They were just part of who this human was. And because we loved and valued this person, we loved and valued the label behind them too. So how can we be curious about all people? How can be more curious about me, Rowdy, the human being? How can you be more curious about your partners and your friends and all aspects of their labels and identities and pieces that make them, that make them a unique human being? So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a long time. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your ears and tuning in again. I appreciate your willingness to give me some space and a break to do some of this stuff. And with that, like... Um, please rate and review the podcast. That's one of those things that helps get the podcast in more ears, around more people, more visible with more folks. And with that, again, the podcast is still an important part of my life. I'm still committed in taking this to five years and then reevaluating. I'm moving uh, into four and a half years right now. My fifth year will happen in 2022. And then at the end of 2022, moving into 2023, we will reevaluate what's where we're at with this podcast and where we want to go. Uh, rate and review, share it. Um, please take that minute to rate and review. It doesn't take that long, but it tells people a lot about the value you're seeing in this. And if you felt like this was a valuable concept or idea, have a conversation with a human being you're looking to get to know a little bit more. And find all the labels that make them of them, but make them the human being that you're talking to first. With that, peace, love, blessings, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. And it's been great to be in your ears once again. Take care. Bye-bye.